everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Small Steps to Self-Love. My name is Shelby Lee. I am a mental health writer and poet, and today I am joined by another self-love poet and writer whose name is Floor Anna. I'm so excited to speak with her today about mental health and her self-love journey and hear some poems maybe. So I'd love to just start off by asking you to tell us a little bit more about you and what you do, how you got started with, with writing as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Uh, for those listening, my name is Flor Anna. I am a poet, a writer, and I am also a book editor and book publisher. So I like, I'm a writer that helps other writers. My self love journey has been kind of a roller coaster, but I'm really grateful for where I am right now. And everything that I've done so far has been really helpful for me. And I hope that it'll be helpful for others as well. Nice. How long have you been writing and what got you into writing? Oof. So I've been writing for as long as I can remember, but I really think that I started writing for, you know, just myself and like my own mental health when I was around 19. So I had gone away for college, not too far. I was just an hour away from home, but it was a very, I think I went into that like rebellious teen phase really late. So I was like 19 rebelling against my parents. And, um, and so I don't know, I turned to writing and writing a lot of poetry, just journaling. And I really felt like I was able to find myself through writing and just better my mental health and just kind of give myself that love and care that I needed that I wasn't really finding elsewhere at the time. Right. That makes sense. I was similar. Yeah. I started, I was I wrote my whole childhood, my whole life, short stories and things, but I found poetry my freshman year of college. And I think that transition from leaving home and kind of being on your own and exploring that was really what started it for me. Um, yeah. So it's interesting to hear that it was similar for you in this stage of your life too. Yeah. I think that there's just something about that period where you're you're kind of just lost, especially like I went into university and I had no idea what I was going to major in. My parents were like taking me down the business route and I was like, but I love writing and like artsy fartsy stuff. So it was kind of this weird place where I, I felt like I was holding on to two ropes and I didn't know which one was pulling me more. And then it was through writing that I really feel like I was able to find my voice and find myself in what I wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. What did you end up going for in college? I got a degree in journalism because it was the closest thing to like writing that I could do because it was either like journalism or um, or like English literature. Mm. And so ideally, I would have just done creative writing. But um, I just I got a degree in journalism and I learned a lot about editing and I was writing for the school newspaper. So nice. I was getting my my feet in the water. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I did some journalism in college too, like some classes, but I didn't study it. Um, but it's fascinating to learn about yeah. and practice. I don't think I could have kept up with the demand of being an actual journalist. I feel like I, I do enough as it is, but knowing how many like articles they have to pump out. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot. It is. And the deadlines are crazy. And yeah. it's so sad because it's such a dying field now. Like I mm -hmm. speak to a lot of people that they're like, oh, yeah, I, I was a journalism major. I worked for this pub for this newspaper. And then everything is, you know, switching online and things are changing. So it's yeah. interesting to see how how mm -hmm. times are just changing in general. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so whenever you started writing in this phase of your life in college, did you notice an impact on your mental health? Was it something where you started writing with the intention of like, I'm doing this for my mental health or did that come afterward? 
I think that came only a little bit afterwards. I think I was just writing out my emotions because I'm a very emotional person and I'm also very scatterbrained a little bit. So I felt like writing out what I was feeling was very helpful to ground myself. Mm -hmm. And it got to be a point where I was like, okay, I need to write because I need to ground myself. And I'm realizing that this is for my mental health and for my own self-care, because if not, then I'm just going to spiral. Totally. I definitely relate to that. Yeah. 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 So on this journey of self-love and you write a lot about self-love now, I would love to know when was a moment in your life where you really felt like you loved yourself for the first time, if you can remember that moment. That's a really good question. Um, I definitely, it's kind of sad to say, I feel like it was definitely like later in life. Like I feel like when I released my first book and um, and I was just kind of like diving into the literary world and kind of connected with that and just writing more and giving myself that space to fill of being like, okay, I want to pursue this and I can pursue this. And, you know, there's nobody to stop me from following my dreams and being able to see like myself achieving those little milestones. I really felt like I was giving myself that love that I hadn't um, when I was younger because my family had always been like very music driven. And I was in a band for 10 years. I I started being in a band when I was 13 and that was pretty much my life, just like shows and, you know, performing and, you know, my clothes were picked for me and all of these different things that I didn't have a say in. And as I got older, I was like, no, I want to say in what I wear and I don't want to wear these outfits. I would prefer to wear this. And it's more about the music than like, you know, what I'm showcasing as and Mm -hmm. all these different things. And I really felt like with writing, I was able to like I'd been always sharing my voice. I'd been performing, but with you know my writing, I was able to really showcase who I was and who I wanted to present myself as. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I did competitive dance growing up, and so I can relate to some of that with the outfits and um, yeah, yeah, not feeling quite like myself some of the time. Yeah, so. I felt like a persona that I was putting on, yeah. and then I was so in it that I thought that that's who I was for a while, and then I realized as I got older, I was like, oh my god this is not this is not me this is not what I want like the world to see me as so it was a really interesting time totally so I would love to hear a poem from your book or any I think you have multiple books right on this topic that we're talking about so you want to tell us a little bit about your books and then read us something yeah definitely so as of right now I have released four poetry collections Uh, my first one's titled perspective which was very much that journey into myself and my self-discovery, my coming of age kind of poetry journey. Um, Then I released The Language of Fungi and Flowers, which is very much a very niche collection of poetry where I spent six months researching different species of mushrooms and flowers and then wrote a poem and illustrated each. And then I released a self-love and care focused poetry collection uh, last year titled Nourish Your Temple, which is a poetry book slash journal. So you can actually write and journal in it and, you know, kind of dive deep into your own self-love and moth fall in love with the moon. And it kind of touches on topics like perspective, which are more, you know, dealing with existentialism and trying to find yourself and focus on, you know, the positive things in life and realizing that even though we may feel alone, we're never alone. And there's people around the world that may be feeling the same emotions that we are. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of deep, (laughs) 
But I think that it's it's something that, you know, if you're not afraid to dive into, I think that going deep into yourself and deep into this universe is like important. So yeah. um, all fun stuff. I was going to ask, could you repeat the name of the fourth one? Because you cut out a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, of course. No problem. It's called A Moth Fell in Love with the Moon. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Very cutesy. Okay. I, I love it too. <laughs> but yeah, the poem I'd love to read to you guys is actually the title piece of the Self-Love and Care collection, which is called Nourish Your Temple. And it says, the universe has conspired in such a way with all of the cosmos to create you. So please don't see yourself as anything other than beautiful, deserving, and absolutely magical. The chances alone of being alive, traveling through time and space on a blue-green gorgeous floating rock spinning at roughly 1,000 miles per hour should be enough to keep you grateful and giddy at just the thought of being alive, being human, flaws, experiences, and all. You are the universe, one and the same. I love that. Beautiful. Can you tell us a little bit about why you wrote that particular piece? Yeah, so... I have always been like very into just believing that the universe is kind of just guiding me. That's like my version of God is just like the universe is here to, you know, there's so many things out of my control, but I know that the universe, I'm in its hands and everything will happen as it's meant to. Everything is already written in the cosmos. And while Mm -hmm. I have the free will to change things, I, there's ultimately a path and a journey. And I feel like realizing that I wanting to be wanted to be a writer I can't speak um was very much like me realizing that my writing was meant to help others and I was meant to help other writers um you know just kind of either begin their writing career or go deeper into their writing career I really felt like my words could make an impact on somebody's life Mm -hmm. whether it was through poetry or now that I'm like sort of getting involved in fiction um but just kind of like figuring out I don't know, feeling like my words can really help others and knowing that that was my mission here um, Mm -hmm. was really what inspired that poem, feeling like, you know, we may all have flaws, we're all human, we all go through things and we make mistakes, but at the end of the day, like, we are the universe and um, I like to say that, like, I am a galaxy within the galaxy and we are these amazing creatures and, you know, we're all so unique and special and I think it's important for us to remember that because sometimes we just feel like another human being on this planet, but we have so much to offer and we never know how we can help another person and really help ourselves too. I love the idea of forging your own path, but there's still being something, some things already kind of decided for you or yeah. um, you have like this destiny, but you can figure that out and you can change it as you go through life and learn new things and find new passions and all of that. So that's yeah. a, a great way to look at things for sure. In this podcast, we always have our guests give a small step to our listeners to take with them each week on their self-love journey. And so um, is there any steps that you take or have taken for your self-love journey that have helped you that you would like to share with our listeners today? Definitely. Something that I have been practicing for a while now is waking up in the morning and journaling and that being the first thing I do, whether Mm -hmm. it's me journaling about how tired I am or journaling about how I love how the sun glows and in like a gold light into my room and kind of making it poetic, but taking that moment to just like 
journal was really important for me. And then taking also the moment to reflect on those journalings after some time has passed because you can see your growth in it. And then you can look back and be like, oh my gosh, I was really going through something at this point or, well, look how much I've grown since then. Or I remember that memory and it's so nice. It's just a little thing that you can keep for yourself. And I feel like no matter how much time passes, it's something that you can keep going back to and doing or something mm-hmm. that you can go back to and reread and see you know, how much time has passed or what the growth has looked like for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I do the same thing. I'm more of a nighttime journaler. So people need to find the time that works best for them. And like, definitely. Because I feel like a lot of people get thrown off when they hear like, you have to do it at this certain time and all of that. And then they don't do it. So find a time that works for you. And it can be a different time each day. Um, But I've been writing in these five-year journals for, I think it's been almost 10 years now. And it's so cool. It's so cool to look back at growth. Sometimes it's a bad memory and it maybe brings it up again. And I don't love that. But a lot of the time it's like, I've grown so much from this moment or I had this dream that I wrote about three years ago and it just happened. Things like that are really, really cool to look back on. So it's such a great tool and I, I love it. And if you're not a writer, you know, do speak into your phone. Like I love, you know, voice notes, things like that. Like leave a little message. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I hadn't thought about that. That's Mm -hmm. really good. I should probably start doing that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not as much of a, a speaker. I love a pen in my hand, but I know there's lots of people that do and writing isn't the best fit for them, but there's still ways you can express yourself and be creative and kind of keep track of your goals and your journey and all of that in one place, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. And and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I know I said the morning, but really I think it's important yeah. to find that time for you. Like and every day, like you said, could be different because every day is kind of different. So just finding that moment when you feel like you can sit down and write or speak something into your phone and then, you know, kind of keeping track of that. And I feel like it's really helpful just on a daily basis to to practice that because you never know how even just speaking something out loud can help you to process something if you're not that much of a writer Mm -hmm. and you never know what you can take from that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a great point. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to mention before we close out? Um, I always like to mention whenever I'm a guest on things to just remind listeners that their dreams are achievable. And I think that you and I are really great examples of that and you even more than me, but it's really amazing to see like how I've been able to achieve this dream of being a writer and seeing how far I've come from like where I started and I'm still really just a baby in my writing career. But I really think that if you have a dream, then you should follow it. And all it really requires is just that disciplined and that, you know, motivation to keep you going. And you don't necessarily have to work on your dream every single day, but dedicating time to your dream at least multiple times a week, or even if it just means like daydreaming about it and thinking about it, it can help you to achieve those goals. Because I genuinely now believe that dreams are achievable and you can do it. You just have to, you know, put the time into it and, and really manifest it, but it's definitely possible. Cause yeah, definitely. I love that. And I could talk about this all day because I'm so passionate about following your dream, especially creative dreams that I feel like can be looked down upon or it's not possible for you. It's not going to happen. It absolutely can happen. And don't let yourself get stuck in just thinking about it and not, you know, taking action toward 
that goal, even if it is manifestation or it is writing out your action plan or daydreaming about your action plan, those are still steps that you can take. Um, Definitely. And yeah, don't let your, yourself get stuck in the what ifs because you'll never know if you never take action and try. Yeah. I always say the answer is always no, if you don't ask. So just, just go for it because you never know where that dream can take you. And it may be something that you're like, oh, maybe down the line, maybe 10 years from now, but what if you start today and you're able to see results in two years or a year rather than, you know, waiting out this dream for however much longer. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I always get one of my biggest questions I get asked is like, how long it took me to grow my audience? Um, And a lot of the times it's someone who is feeling stuck and not even wanting to post yet. They're like nervous about sharing their work or being vulnerable, but it's going to take even longer, the longer you wait to even start. So um, it, all of these things take time. There's no like overnight, I guess you can go viral and be overnight success or whatever, but it's very rare. It takes a lot of time. So the quicker you start or the sooner you start before you're ready, is what I recommend because then you'll learn and grow so much along the way. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, perfect. Well, where can people find out more about you and your books and the work that you're doing? Yeah, so you can check out my Instagram, which is at Little Earth Flower. And if you are interested in me helping you to publish your poetry or fiction, you can check out at Indie Earth Books on Instagram or IndieEarthBooks.com. That's my publishing company where I help writers. It's kind of a self-publishing meets traditional publishing bridge where you have the complete and you have the complete creative freedom of self-publishing, but with the support of a of a traditional publishing company behind you or an independent publishing company behind you. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's just uh, Flor Ana. My username on there as well is at Little Earth Flower. I'm not super active on there. I'm a little bit more selective with what I post on there. But if you're interested in listening to some of my music, it's on there too. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also doing spoken word poetry on on Spotify now. So you can listen to some spoken word pieces on there as well. My artist name is my name, which is just Flor Ana. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time and being thank on the Thank you for having today. me. Yeah. yeah, of course. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week filled with self-love and compassion and kindness. And I'll talk to you next time.